Trans Capital is a 25-year-old Canadian-based company that is sort of a non-bank bank. They have a major operation out of Dallas. In fact, they just took the guy that was heading up the Dallas division and made him vice chairman of the whole thing, John Hutchinson, who joins us right now. It's good to have you with thank us. You. Thank you, David. It's good to be here. Congratulations. Well, thank you. And and you get to stay in the United States and not go to Canada. Absolutely. I like it here in Dallas. Been here in Texas since uh, 1978. Well, And you've seen a lot of real estate cycles during that time. I've seen in fact, yeah, some few the, ups and downs. Boy, the nasty one, too, in the early 80s. But, you know, I mean, real estate, I was looking around, you know, for what's a good investment in this environment. And people always told me, they said, you need inflation for real estate really to do well. well, I don't know if that's true because real estate's done pretty well. But inflation I, I, I is don't, a friend, I don't, right? I don't think that's true. What you need is people moving into your market, and uh, which what we have in the Texas markets, a lot of in-migration. So, it's driving up the prices. And I mean, the thing is, you were in the housing bit. You were at Ryland for, for a long time here. Yeah, about 12 years I ran the Dallas division the Dallas-Fort Worth division for Ryland. So the housing market is still really strong. Is the commercial market as strong as, as the, the residential? Well, industrial is. Industrial is very strong. Office, uh, not so much, and uh, retail, not so much. The strongest areas are residential and, uh, and industrial, in my opinion. And, and are they attracting a lot of money, a lot of investors? Oh, yes. There is a lot of money chasing industrial, both as equity and debt, same thing in, uh, in, in multifamily and in single-family lot development. So what happens when you throw in a, a Fed that seems hell-bent on, on raising interest rates, probably pretty aggressively over the next couple of years? Well, that's not going to help matters any in, the resident, in, 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 uh, in uh, real estate. But, you know, we've had higher interest rates for, you know, at various times in our history. And people adjust, you know, to it and uh, – there's some theory that uh, cap rates will go up because of the interest rates, and then there's another school of thought that they will not. Uh, cap rates obviously are important for multifamily and, and retail and industrial and office, but uh, uh, residential real estate doesn't, uh, single-family development doesn't trade on cap rates like apartments do. So does the money just chase the deals, kind of go? I mean, Trez Capital operates all over the North American continent, I guess. And right. so you could go wherever, wherever, whatever's hot. What's hot right now? Well, the high growth cities from Virginia around to the, to the Southwest, uh, Arizona, Colorado, uh, the Pacific Northwest is very, very, very strong. Ca uh, California is in certain places, uh, but California's a difficult place to do business. So we don't do a lot of business in California. They have all sorts of registration requirements and whatnot, licensing requirements. So we do business. The, the Texas cities, Phoenix is blistering hot. Um, a lot of people moving into Phoenix from California. A lot, it's uh, difficult to, to go a day without finding some announcement of some company either expanding in Phoenix or moving to Phoenix. Uh, very much similar to Dallas, uh, Fort Worth. So uh, the air, uh, Florida is very strong. You know, the so-called smile cities in the smile states, uh, have a lot of in-migration. You have a, people leaving New York and California. I mean, you've, you've been hearing it for a while, but it, it continues. Uh, Chicago, New York, California, uh, New Jersey. A lot of people in the Northeast moved to Florida. Uh, a lot of them do come here, though, too. 
And, uh, and then you have the California element, uh, people moving out of California uh, for various reasons. But the, 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 the Texas remains, uh, you know, very uh, popular for, for people to immigrate to because of uh, no taxes, uh, uh, lightly regulated. Uh, there's a lot of reasons. Central time zone, great airport. Um, there's a lot of reasons to be here. So it seems like there's always a correction, though, and sometimes. And, and sometimes in real estate, it can be pretty dramatic. Are we are we close at all to, to any sort of correction after the run-up that we've seen? Well, the numbers would tell you no. Uh, we have a shortage of lots in um, in uh, all the major cities in Texas and most major cities in the South. Uh, for example, in, Te- in Dallas, the, the finished lots of the vacant lot supply is about 14 and a half months. Uh, equilibrium is considered to be 24 months. Uh, so we're way, we're short on lots. And that's about the same story in Houston and, and, and uh, the other Texas cities. So we don't have a, an overabundance of lots. Uh, it's gonna take a long time to get to equilibrium to, uh, to, to develop the lots that are needed to get there. Uh, housing starts, there's sort of a cap on housing starts because uh, there's, a, there's labor shortages. So builders can only build so many homes. I never thought I'd see the day when builders would stop selling voluntarily, but that has been go- that has occurred and it's been going on since last summer. Because of the, a lot of builders of the just supply chain, selling. supply Pardon chain, me? supply chain issues. Uh, uh, they didn't want to get uh, too much their backlog too big uh, when they didn't have control over their costs like they like to have. So many of them stopped selling houses, or they would only sell spec houses. Uh, they would only sell when the house was. Uh, at, at sheetrock or you know nearly complete yeah. so, and, that, and that's continuing in many cases a lot of the builders are still doing that because they don't have control over their costs like they they did in you know previous years so that's the good side what what how bad is the bad side for example um the commercial the the office buildings uh, you know they they tell us life after covid is not going to be like it was beforehand and that we don't need all the office space that we had well, that is uh, that is the thinking. Uh, COVID uh, it, it 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 was helpful to uh, residential and to uh, industrial, in that it caused a lot of people to move uh, out of uh, dense areas into the suburbs, and uh, a lot of what used to be tertiary cities or towns in Dallas Fort Worth are now prime markets, uh, and you know uh, retail gets hurt by the internet, and office is uh, hurt by uh, Less people going wanting to office uh, in, in in an office building. They prefer to be at home. So, and a lot of companies are adjusting to that, and they're not requiring their employees to come to work in the office. So, so why, I, why do know, I keep seeing all the announcements for? I mean, you, you live here, so you you see the same things I do. All the announcements for you know, say downtown properties. I think it was a, I think it was a morning news article this weekend that sort of detailed a half a dozen mega. You know, office complex announcements that have been made, 30, 40, 50 story buildings. Are we ever going to see those? I don't know. A lot of the office buildings downtown, I office downtown for a long time, and a lot of the office buildings have been converted to residential right. or hotels. Um, and in a way, you know, one main place, I don't know that it has any office in it anymore. It's got a hotel. It's got a condo. I think it has condos. It has, it, it, uh, I'm not sure it has any. The, the old First National Bank building has been redone. It's got a Thompson Hotel in it. It's got uh, 
apartments. Uh, you know, I don't know that any of it's an office building anymore. Office seems to have moved north. So know, why the, build? So why build new ones? Well, I'm not sure I would, but that's not my <laughs> that, but that's not my business. Well, but you really. But would you provide really funding for? Up, would you provide our, funding for them though? We are very, very cautious about loaning money on on office buildings. The only place that we've done it, we do it in Canada, but the only place we've done it here in the United States is in Florida. Uh, we we had my office here in Dallas, which we generate about half the the, the business the entire company does. We've not done any office, and uh, you know the the numbers would have to be compelling for us to uh, finance an office building. Well, the growth keeps. We don't do much retail either. We do some. Uh, but uh, retail hasn't been a, a favorite area for us. Uh, the, the, the one thing that's going on that, uh, that, that uh, you've probably read about is, and this is a major change in our country, is build for rent single family. Are you, uh, you have you followed that, David? It's- Very much. Well, Invitation Homes is based here and seems sure. to be one of the leaders in there. And then we have the folks from Dr. Horton on with regularity, and they've not only built them and sold them but they've gotten in the business and stayed there yeah you're right and now you have you have national landlords like invitation homes i don't know how many homes they own maybe they own a hundred thousand homes and they're they're providing something that was never in the market before they they buy communities full of rental houses uh some of which are built by horton and then they buy them from horton there's a lot of builders who are building rental houses and and then and then selling them to the, the invitation homes or other groups that want to want to grow their business and own homes all over the country. It's making it very hard for for um, people to buy a, what would typically be a first time buyer house, because that's the price range that the that the invitation homes and others want. They you know where the where, you know a, a, say a, a sixteen hundred foot to two thousand foot house is what they want, and uh, so. A young couple wanting to buy one is having a hard time competing because the uh, invitation home is a cash buyer. They'll close, you know, in no time. Yeah. And uh, whereas other people need to get mortgages and it takes time. And that's just not only in the new home area, it's uh, when they're buying in the resale market. Yeah. So it's, uh, but now we have national landlords, um, which I think provides a, a good support for the market. Because whereas when, when we went through the, the Great Recession, that's where a lot of these firms were formed, was to buy from the banks. And they bought tens of thousands of homes from the banks. Right. Uh, but now, if somebody, uh, they're, so now they're out there buying now. And they want, I'm sure they want to grow. And the only way they're going to grow is to buy more homes. So that provide, to me, it provides a, a, a base for the market. And uh, that we never had before. Well, so we'll have and, to see how that it, all works out. And it's it's not a stagnant; it's a dynamic industry that you're in 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 real estate. I can see you why you'd make the change from the legal profession into something like this. John Hutchinson's the vice chairman of Trez Capital, and uh, based here. It's good to have you with us. Thank you very much for the time. Well, thank you, David. Thanks for more of our conversation. Go to krld.com/slash/ceo. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.